You're listening to Wood Talk Online, a podcast for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are your hosts, Mark Spagnolo and Matt Vanderlist. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 69, and I will refrain from making any jokes about that number. For May 12, 2010, I'm Mark Spagnolo. And I almost had a fit trying not to say something myself. We're going to keep this one almost kind of clean since it's been so long <laughs> since our last episode, which we'll have to definitely talk about in a second. But I'm Matt Vanderlist, and if you have any comments, questions, maybe you know something about you here today, something you haven't heard, you can get a hold of us either by dropping us an email at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. Or you can pick up the phone and you can leave us a message on our voicemail, which some of you have done, and we gladly take those at 623-242-2450. And like I said, it's been a while, Mark, so we got on the air. April basically was like the podcast destroyer month. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, nothing happened in April. Yeah, we lost the entire month. I think our last show was March 22nd, and I was just looking at the calendar going, man, sometimes when things get busy, unfortunately, Wood Talk gets shelved. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, that's that's been the way it, it, it's been since the beginning. So it doesn't mean that we're going anywhere. And it doesn't mean that, that either one of us is unhealthy or <laughs> we've got so many emails from people concerned about us that we, we might have been hurt or something but <laughs> or we might be fighting. And uh, none of that is true. We're, we're just lazy. Right. Although we did have a discussion about whether we should string that out. Like they are really concerned. This, we could have some fun with this. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have like a could. marathon. Like we can't come back because of financial issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, financial issues won't let us do it. Um, there are no financial issues with this show ever. Um, you know, we've got a, a, a. I don't know how interesting the show is going to be, uh, frankly, but <laughs> we've got a few <laughs> things to talk about. So let's uh, let's review them real quick. Safety week is uh, is upon us right now. We're in the middle of it. In That's fact, right. and uh, it, it's a good one. I'm personally not just because of my schedule, not able to produce a whole lot of new stuff. But uh, the community is really, really putting out some great articles and some great uh, uh, concepts and opinions on the topic of safety. So that's really cool. Uh, Woodworking in America is actually we'll talk we'll get into the details of that later. But uh, if you haven't already, you should be able to register very soon. And uh, there's something in the new, something new, I should say, in the world of blotch control, and we'll we'll Ooh. talk about that in a little bit. And your voicemails, we got a ton of voicemails. Uh, we'll have some voicemails at the end that were actually comments and not questions, so we won't be playing those in the middle of the show. We'll play those at the end. Uh, right. But that's really that's about it. That's going to be our show today. And uh, the other thing is, I've got a nice cold that I'm nursing right now. So I sound a little bit nasally, and if I hack or cough or do anything in the middle of the show, I apologize for ahead of time because it's uh, it's no fun. You know, I, I guess I haven't really noticed that the cold is affecting you because I've been watching way too many of these reality shows involving <laughs> Jersey people. So I, I guess I'm just used to it. I mean, last night was the season finale of Jersey Licious. I think Jersey Shore is coming up pretty soon. What's with Jersey? Oh, man, what else is there? It, yeah, what? there's like even like Jersey fashions coming out. And unfortunately, since my wife and I are reality show whores, uh, we catch all of them. So <laughs> I've, I have caught myself several times starting to look at a lot of leopard prints and maybe getting a pompadour. I don't know. I, it's, it's getting pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I've learned everything I, I need to know about those shows from watching SNL. And that's, that's about the extent of it. <laughs> and sadly, you are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, you know, Jersey was just not that cool when I lived there. And I refuse to believe that it's any cooler now. I think it's probably gone downhill <laughs> since you've moved on. Most likely. Downhill. Most likely. So, Matt, tell me. It's been a while, brother. What's uh, What's been on the workbench? Well, unfortunately, April was not only a real podcast killer, but it was kind of a shop killer for myself. Had a chance to kind of come down, play with a few things. Number one thing that I've probably been doing, and this has actually bled more into May than anything else, is I had a child storage bench that I needed to finish up for a client. This is the one. I've been stretching this out. I built a dresser for them, a couple of bookcases. All of these things were supposed to have been built by December mm -hmm. of 2009. Uh, they've managed to flow this far <laughs> into 2010. <laughs> so I'm kind of getting things caught up a little bit. But that's that was my main thing as I was finishing up the, the storage bench. In fact, as we're speaking right now, uh, the final coat of finish is drying on it. Hopefully this weekend, if everything goes right, it's it's out the door. Nice. And yeah, they'll they'll finally call off the dogs, basically. But <laughs> other than that, um, headed to the Lee Nielsen show in Chicago. I did, I did a little post about that. Mm -hmm. 
one thing I really liked about that is I always I just enjoy going to Jeff Miller's uh, shop. It's just it's a lot of fun there. But I, do you remember it was a couple of issues ago in Popular Woodworking? He had a really short uh, um, article. It was like two pages or something talking about the. See, it's I always get this number wrong. It's like nine hundred and eighty-eight screws chair. And yes, uh huh. Yeah, well, Aiden and I had a chance to play with that thing. Okay, and it was it was it's really neat. I mean, he he took the time to contour that the seat, so you actually got like the buttocks portions in there. Wow, and it's comfortable. It's it looks like it should be absolutely the most agonizing thing to sit in. Yeah, but when I sat down in it, um, I could have easily sat there for like a good half an hour before it probably would have became uncomfortable. No kidding. Yeah, the thing looks like uh, medieval, like a torture device or something, you know, but it's... Uh, it does, it, yeah. Wow. So what, what kind of <laughs> screws are in there? Are they just like drywall screws or... No, they, they are actually, um, they're the uh, the, the Craig uh, pan, pan head screws. Oh, so, so they're got that, slightly... That square head? Oh, oh, the square head ones. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, the, no, the pan head ones with the square drive in it. That's, gotcha. That's I, okay. Yeah. And he he said that it was funny because when I was looking at it, I kind of got down close. They must have thought that I like dropped something. Maybe this guy is having like a you know uh, a, a fit or something because I, I got down really close looking to see if you could see where there was tear out from when they were trying to drill drill the screws into place. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that it was horrible because they really had to take the extra time to try and get it because there is no tear out whatsoever. I, I don't know how he did it, wow. but he managed to get those things in without ripping out any of the wood. And then. He, you know, the the time they took to actually get it so that it had the, you know, the actual uh, portions in there so that it was conforming to your body. Yeah. He said that well, that was just an absolute trial and error, but they nailed it. I mean, it was it was really something unique. Jeez. The only downside cool. to it, it, it's really really short. Like for Aiden, he had no problem sitting in it. Myself, I actually had to fall into the chair. Mm-hmm. So that, it's definitely not something that you're going to want to have all around the house. And you might not <laughs> want to have long hair when you sit in that thing, right? That's very yeah. You want to tie up any loose ends because you will get snagged, and and when nobody's home, you're stuck there for a while. Yeah, yeah, I could see a, a woman's hair getting caught up in there or something that wouldn't be wouldn't be too comfortable. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and the only other big thing from uh, uh, April really was uh, headed down to New Orleans, ate way too much good food, listened to a, a lot of amazing music, and um, got out of there before the big oil spill started heading to the area. Now, if anybody blames me for being down there when that happened, uh, <laughs> they, it was about a week or two after we were gone, so no problem there. But other than that, April, very, very busy month. Now, what about you? You definitely seem to have quite a bit of a schedule there in April. So yeah, uh, yeah. what'd you have up? Well, April and and then into May, just all of a sudden, I unexpectedly became the busiest months of the year so far. And and part of it, I think, was uh, accepting the invitation to go to different stores. And that, okay. that I think that in and of itself sort of dominates my week before the event. And then I have to kind of recuperate after the event because I'm a big baby about it. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I went to Highland Woodworking for the weekend, which was absolutely fantastic. I, I got to meet a lot of great people and uh, hang out with some fans of the show and just meet some new uh, people who hopefully will become fans of the show. And uh, the guys at uh, Highland, the folks at Highland were awesome, had some really, uh, really good times there. And it was great. So uh, that was a lot of fun. But Preparing for that, doing an all-day seminar is not something I, I normally do, so I, I had to do a lot of prep work for that. And of course, during that week, and a lot of people already know this, but uh, during that week, as I was supposed to be prepping, my Gmail account got hacked. And oh, <laughs> I remember yeah. that day. I could feel the panic oozing through like your Twitters, your emails, everything. It was yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know even even people who are who, who make a living online and who should know better than to have you know even remotely weak passwords, uh, you know, uh, people like that are vulnerable too. And and I had a decent enough password, but certainly not not as strong as it could have been. Um, so so I had to fix all that, and that, and that basically took two days of that week and. Uh, after that point, we had an attempted hack on the Wood Whisperer site, and it was just one thing after another. It was it was a pretty crazy time. Wow. So, uh, but aside from that, that's all boring crap. Let's talk about the good stuff. the uh, The summer guild build is coming up for the uh, the Wood Whisperer guild, and we're oh, going. Right. Yeah, we're going to be doing a chest of drawers. And my question for you, Matt, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Well, yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, okay. Will you be playing along with the guild this time? I'm thinking that. 
my uh, my therapist is saying I'm getting along with <laughs> others much better. So I think I am going to jump in on this one. This was sounds like a lot of fun. I was I was watching the little survey because you had a survey up there for the, the guildies right. to see what you know what, what they wanted to build. And um, I, I I think I am going to jump in on this one. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good one, and it's a great piece of furniture that I think if you can if you can knock out a chest of drawers, that's one of those things that justifies this hobby to your significant other or family yeah. or anyone else who might give you crap when you buy tools yes absolutely oh no yeah a big piece like this something that you can really really set in a room Mm -hmm. and have it be a main focal point (laughs) absolutely definitely and uh aside from that uh we're basically right now i'm trying to get through that cabinet project for uh ed one of my clients and i'm kind of procrastinating as far as that goes and uh the final thing that i'm working on is going to be a little fun project for my ipad and i'm going to make a little ipad stand which will not be very complicated uh, but I plan to get filthy rich from. <laughs> no, of course, uh, the neat thing about the iPad stand is that this could be something you could just knock out like in a weekend real quick, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a couple different versions that I want to do just for fun. And, and if I can, I'll, I'll film it and at least photograph it and just show people how they can make them too for the 1% of our viewers that actually have iPads. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know how that goes. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's another one of those things that went, um, I've been thinking about getting one too. Sam and I have been going back and forth. And so I might have to pay close attention to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, you know what? I, I could show people in the chat room. There is a Wood Whisperer app for the iPhone on the horizon. I will show it to you. You get a quick little view there on the webcam. It's got a bunch of different calculators and stuff like that, but I can't show Ooh. you the details because it's not ready yet. Uh, just Ooh, know it's, it's nice. it, yeah, it's being worked on. Nothing, nothing like a prototype. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I do have the I do have the prototype, but it's it's too early to to release it. But excellent, that's awesome. Yeah. Anywho, let's jump into our topics for the day. Uh, well, I think we're going to move the voicemails down in this list a little bit. I have them a little bit too high up, but anyway. So I, I did mention Safety Week. And mm-hmm. there are just some fabulous articles. Like I said, my own contribution to this is rather weak, unfortunately. Uh, but everybody else is really just putting out some great articles. So every day I'm linking to uh, everybody who is uh, participating and hopefully sending some traffic their way and giving them some uh, well-deserved attention uh, for these great articles and, and their their sites in general. There's, there's just a lot of stuff out there, almost to the point of saturation, I think, for most <laughs> of us. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you, you get your favorite blogs, right? And then you some great new one could come along and you wouldn't pay much attention to it because you've got your, you know, five or six that you watch every day. So, yep. you know, it's important to bring people's attention to all these great blogs out there. Did you, speaking of which, I'm just curious, have you run across anything new lately that's caught your attention? Um. You know, I I have, but I, I don't have it in front of me yeah, right it's now. Hard to there's, remember. there's been a couple of things. Yeah, th- there's there's a whole bunch of new ones. I swear I'm coming across every single day that it's just like one of those, whoa, I've got all these things marked, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like one of those uh, kind of a, a holdover from April. There's all these things I'm trying to clear out of the way because I really want to sit down and be able to, to read these things and really engulf it because I don't know if, if – we're probably pretty much kind of the same. Once you start reading one, yeah. you want to read all of them because you just kind of get in that, that sync where you're just like, oh, this is so cool. Yep. Oh, yeah, I like this. So, And, and Google Reader is great fear. for that, definitely. If you got to you know, use an RSS reader and put all this stuff together, you'll you'll have days worth of reading if you start collecting yeah. these things. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm looking at my, my reader right now, and I'm somewhere like 100 that yeah. I haven't caught yet, and that's all woodworking related, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, show or uh, excuse me, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Blogs. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, I've got 185 waiting for me. So, <laughs> oh, uh, well, I was going to say with your contribution right now with the sa- uh, with Safety Week, the one thing I like about it is you have this nice little hub. So don't don't knock it that you haven't been able to put anything in there because I think what you're doing is just that that, that is really helping to funnel things in there. Because to be quite honest with you, most of it, if I went through each individual thing, I I would be there for hours. Where I I just go to the Wood Whisperer, I see that, and I can just knock out one, two, three at a time, mm-hmm. and so definitely. Even though you slacked a little bit, I'll give you a little break on that one. You know, that whole cold thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just not a great time for me to be making content. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at my reader now. Uh, the one I was thinking of that just recently was Giant Cypress. I don't know if you remember. Uh, yep. Got an email yeah. about that one. Uh, let's see. There's a few. Just I know a lot of people are uh, curious about which ones I read, which, by the way, I always link to the articles I'm reading in a little widget on my website. So if I'm reading it, I click a little thing and it goes and in, in, into the Daily Whacker and then you can see what I'm reading. 
on the homepage. Uh, so let's see. High Rock Woodworking is another one mm-hmm. that I've been following. That's another, yep. Uh, um, let's see here. Stu Shed. Uh, that's not new, but uh, I've been following his stuff because Stu's a good guy down under. And uh, Michael Dresner has a great blog about finishing. The problem is his stuff, he always puts summaries. Uh, summaries okay. alone in his uh, thing, so I can't necessarily read them right in my reader. And uh, the last one I'll mention is Design uh, Matters with uh, George Walker from Pop Woodworking. Uh, Very good one. I, I yes. enjoy going to George's. He it definitely has some great insight. And I like it also because it really kind of goes along with his columns in Popular Woodworking Magazine. So that's just like mm-hmm. – that. that's pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, one thing I was just watching today for Safety Week, and I thought it was kind of interesting uh, – um, our good friend, uh, um, oh Lord, what am I? What is my problem? <laughs> Our good today? friend that we do, whose name I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't remember his name. That's horrible. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna skip this part. What's we'll this? Rick, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Rick. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Rick. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> what the hell did you put in this pop? Man, this is weird. <laughs> it's gotta be the gas station popcorn. I thought I was the one who was sick. Wow. Yeah, it's listening to the or watching too much of the Jersey shows. I'm just kind of <laughs> it's going to my head right now. Yeah. Anyways, though, did you check out Rick's video that he has about you know uh, what could happen if you had like the long sleeves? I think what he did was kind of ingenious, but at the same time, I, I had to keep like wincing every single second while he was doing it, which was he basically set up a dummy with a uh, a shirt hanging off of it, and it kind of just to show you what would happen if you got it too close to the blade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just glad it wasn't my saw that he was doing this with. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Unfortunately, I couldn't see it. For some reason, the last uh, few times I've tried to watch a video on his site, it doesn't work. It takes forever to load. And once it does, I just get audio. So oh, okay. I'm not sure oh. what the deal is with that. But I must have the exclusive subscription. <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you paid your membership. There um, it is. <laughs> but I did, I did link to it. So that is one of the links available on our site. So uh, that's enough about Safety Week. Let's move on to other things. What else do we have here? We have uh, the Woodworking in America, which is coming up pretty soon. Registration should be opening. I'm not sure when you're listening to this episode. Uh, chances are more than likely if you've downloaded this and you're listening, uh, Woodworking America registration should be open by now. But it's October 1st through the 3rd, 2010 in Cincinnati itself right there in the – literally in the backyard of Popular Woodworking Magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm re- this one's going to be really unique because the last few ones – that. Well, last year's in, in 2009, they expanded a little bit. They had the two conferences. One was about design, and then the other one, they went back to their roots, which was the hand tools. This one, they're really kind of encompassing everything. They've got, they have a little bit of design. Yeah. They have a lot of the hand tool, but they're also bringing in power tool, which I think is really, really neat because this is going to open it up even more because, to be quite honest with you, um, going three years in a row, I, I still learn a ton every time I go. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, I'm. I'm ready to make a progression because, you know, in time, everybody did move on to power tools. So let's let's talk about something else. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea as long as they keep them separate so that the uh, Neanderthals are happy and they don't necessarily, you know, mix with the other guys. You know, those they get those two together. There could be problems. Yeah, there could be. There could be clubs <laughs> literally flying. And- <laughs> but no, I think it's a fantastic idea. I love the uh, the variety that they have there. As I was going through and picking my list, it was uh, it, I actually found it possible to to find just about every class I wanted to get every class I wanted to pretty much in one day. So you know, for the most part, I'm doing everything on Friday. Right. Um, and Saturday, I've got a couple things, but I may wind up like leaving Saturday evening. But that leaves me with you know the morning and afternoon. I don't know, maybe we'll do a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking at my classes here, just so you guys get an idea of the, the cool variety of, uh, of things that you could uh, that you could learn here. Um, starting, let's see, at the beginning, I'll rip through these real quick. Dovetailing drawers, pins first. Now, I don't have, I wish they listed the instructor here because these aren't just like, you know, uh, Joe Woodworker from around the, the street. I mean, this, right. this is like, these are, I think that's a Frank Klaus class. Uh, yeah, it's either Frank Klaus, Roy Underhill, or um, was that Ron Herman? I think is is the other one. So those, those uh, Roy Underhill and Frank Klaus, like in two thousand eight, the first one, they did that one together, and okay. that was that was actually kind of comical. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it would be. Uh, and then you've got uh, George Walker, the design guru guy, doing his thing. I've got uh, this class called "Using Use Dividers to Lay Out Anything from Dovetails to Casework." Sounds good to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it definitely fits in my, you know, my my sort of personal goal to uh, to throw away my tape measure. Right. Uh, advanced uh, SketchUp is a good one. Uh, of course, I, I would think Bob Lang's going to be doing that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Better design using simple shapes and forms. Planing impossible woods with uh, the Schwarz. Professional and practical shooting boards. Inlay and banding. Put some mojo in your designs. 
uh, designing dovetails for beauty and strength, sliding dovetails without fail, which, uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, yep. Cause that's it an easy like, one to screw up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was one of them. I actually moved a couple of things out of the way just so I could get that class because yeah. that was one of them. I, I was looking at, I'm like, I, I've got to get this. And so I was looking through the schedule and I'm like, well, if I can't get it here, I'm going to go here for that one. Wait, no, I'm going to set this one up. Yeah. It, cause our, our schedules pretty much sound identical. One thing I, I did pick up that I wanted to really check out was, um, uh, let's see, where is it? I brought up my schedule right here. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, the filing rip saws and then the um, one that goes along with that, the filing crosscut saws also okay. because, you know, that that's one of those. I mean, I use my, my hand saws quite a bit, and we get a lot of questions periodically about, you know, how do you do this? Yeah, the maintenance well, on them, sure. Yeah, well, I always send mine away, so. <laughs> I just don't use my saws, and they stay sharp all the time. It's, it's really convenient. Yeah, I, I prefer to use them only on paper or air. That's my two favorite <laughs> things to use those on. So yeah. that will definitely help out. But it sounds like we pretty much have very, very much identical classes. Yeah. So this will be this will be I feel sorry for everybody that's gonna be in the class with us. I want to apologize right now. Yeah. It will be purely Mark's fault. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will most likely be rowdy. And uh seriously though, if you guys if anybody's gonna be in the area and you wanna come out and hang out with us, please do because I think this is gonna be a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh maybe not once in a lifetime, but at least once a year. I don't know how many you know, how often I'm gonna be able to make it out to these things, but uh, for all of us to be there, I think, uh, I think, well, Rick Waters, I think he said he's going. Shannon Rogers should be going. Anyone? Carrie, Carrie said she's going to be there. Yeah, um, Carrie, who else in the chat room's going? Alan, you're, I know you got to be going. You're in Ohio. Yeah, Alan, seriously, you have to be there. Boas, you going to be there? I mean, it's basically going to be, a, 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 if, if I dare use the phrase, a who's who of the, uh, the blogging community will probably be uh, attending this one. So it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's almost kind of scary. It's a good thing that there's still going to be more towards the hand tools because seriously, somebody had a power tool, had a grudge against all of us. They could wipe out the woodworking online community, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in one fatal blow. Basically, so maybe, be, well, you know, if you're if you work for a magazine, maybe you consider the blogging community, you know, sort of like competition. So oh. perhaps this is just one big trick by popular woodworking to blow us all up. I never even thought about that. You uh -huh. know, they have been sending some rather suspicious emails that would because you're know, like, <laughs> we're going to invite you to dinner. Oh yeah, what's that dinner going to be laced with? What What are you trying to get me in on? <laughs> it could very well be. We should watch our backs. How um, come this pub crawl has us going right down the middle of an interstate? Interstate. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that could be funny. But uh, I'm actually going to go to the the keynote dinner, and that's really all I signed up for. But uh, who knows? When I'm out there, I may change my mind and do things a little bit differently. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. That's, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Like I said, past few years, I've kind of just by the seat of my pants, usually find me in the um, in, in the market area because the market area this year is going to be gigantic. Mm -hmm. The way they're describing it is I, it's 10 times what it was before. Wow. And I'm always in there going, no, seriously, my name's Matt. This is my business card. That tool, that tool, that tool. Don't worry about it. We're set. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> yeah, and then get escorted out by security. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. We've got something new in the world of blotch control. Oh, sweet! What is this? Now, I I, I completely missed the uh, the report on this one. So, what do you have? Now, I just put up a picture of Charles Neal, not so that we could all say, "Hey, look, there's Charles Neal," but because he produced a new uh, pre-color conditioner that some of you may be aware of. There's also a video about this, and it's for blotch control. And um, it's kind of a neat product. I am actually still experimenting this uh, with this myself, and I've got a couple test boards going in the shop. Um, here's the can for those of you who are watching. Looks like good stuff. I think it's about twelve bucks a quart, and uh, well, I'll let you know how it how it works. But from uh, initial impressions from other folks, is that it works absolutely great. And looking at the ingredients, and who knows what the actual mixture of this is? It looks to be pretty much water based polyurethane with uh, a little bit of glue, like PVA glue added to it. Oh. So it, it's a pretty straightforward formulation, but you know, to get that perfectly and, and get it into something that's going to work right every time, uh, this is supposed to be better than, you know, what do we usually recommend? Shellac as a sealer coat or right. something like that. This is basically glue size with some, with some finish added to it that who knows? I mean, this just could completely outperform everything that we've used in the past, but uh, like hmm. I said, I'll give you guys feedback on that. But if you're interested, go to uh, Charles' website. Is what an I can't remember. He, they they have a weird website thing going on there. But it's antiquesbuiltdaily.com is his main site, and you could pretty much get to everything from there uh, if you're interested okay. in that product. 
was going to say all the ingredients that he has in there typically are on all of my projects, just not all in one can. <laughs> That's all true. Over here, got to do this, got to do that. <laughs> little PVA down there, a little acrylic up there. Yeah. So it, it sounds like an interesting thing, but I've, I'm running a little test where I've, I've made my own version of what I think is in this can. And I, because that's, I'm just an an a-hole like that and I'm using his stuff and also I'm using shellac on a very, it's almost, it's almost figured. It's, it's going to have such deep blotching in it, uh, a piece of cherry that I'm testing this out with and we'll see what happens. Okay, sweet. I'm glad to hear what's going on with it. Now, again, you can just head over to his website and check it out and. And order it from there. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, he's, I, I'm gonna have to try that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. He's got a good store set up there now. That's uh, really easy to place your order. And uh, like I said, if I remember correctly, it should be twelve dollars. Okay. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. Sweet. Okay, All moving right. on. Um, see, we have voicemails next, don't we? We're gonna let's skip down to the sweet deals. Let's let's oh, let's give I the people what they really really deals. want. Yeah, <laughs> let's do some deals, and then we'll get to our voicemails and, and wrap okay. it up there. Uh, we have from our good friends at Eagle America for Wood Talk Online listeners only. You get free super saver shipping on any size web order, and that's going to be good from now to what May thirty first, two thousand ten. That sounds Ooh, right. I had a burp brewing up there that just didn't quite come out the right way. <laughs> Sorry about burping all over your uh, your ad here, Eagle America. Um, and I should say it's an ad because they didn't pay for this. Uh, must use promo code WoodTalk69 during checkout, and uh, that's free super saver shipping. Eagle America, good stuff. Sweet. All right. Well, we also have free shipping from Highland Woodworking, but this is free ground shipping on Festool machines, which Festool, I know all of you in the uh, in, in the chat room there seem to love yourself some Festool, so they have free ground shipping on that. Of course, it's within the lower 48 states only. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Alaska, Hawaii, you lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then another neat thing I saw, and this is this has to be something new. I think we've talked about this before, but I'm seeing that uh, some uh, some stores now have Festool accessories and stuff actually on sale. Yeah. So um, they, they have Festool track saws, and many of their accessories are on sale now through May 31st. And again, that's Highland Woodworking. Um, so if you're interested at all in that, go ahead and take advantage of it. Um, and be thankful that they let Mark come down there. Otherwise I heard that they were getting ready to throw him out, but that was for a whole different reason. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, uh, that was for peeing on customers. <laughs> uh, were you yeah. up at the balcony doing that? Is I do that, that, when, that was you? Yeah, I do that when I get nervous, but go ahead. <laughs> all right. And our last one, of course, is uh, woodcraft.com. Spend $25, get free shipping. So I'm sure that has probably the only the lower 48 states, but we'll just leave it at that. And if you're in Alaska and Hawaii, try it, see what happens. Um, and if mm-hmm. it doesn't, sorry. And Alan in the chat room brings up a good point. Also, Woodcraft, 10% off uh, the TS-55 and accessories. Um, the thing is, this is the whole Festool controlled pricing situation. So when one, you know, one company has a sale, they all have a sale because Festool said they could. Um, you know, so, so basically you're going to kind of get the same deal everywhere you go. Uh, but we like Highland. And uh, if you're going to shop and buy one of these things, go to Highland. Sorry, Alan. I know <laughs> Alan works for, for Woodcraft, but... Uh, but yeah, whatever. Well, you know, one one more <laughs> <laughs> one more kind of sweet deal, and I, I this isn't really much of a price bag, but I'm going to throw this to Alan. Uh, some of you are interested in building wooden hand planes. Alan is going to be teaching a class. I do believe it's still going on, if I remember right, Alan. If not, um, just let us know. But it's coming up pretty soon uh, at uh, the store that Alan works at. So if you're interested at all, I'm going to be in the Cincinnati area. Nice. Coming up in June, definitely check it out. I think Alan is – well, he listens to the show, so therefore you know he has to be a competent guy to be able to teach a great class like that that he does so check that out if you want to and um yeah i think that pretty much does it for our sweet deals unless i suddenly come up with one of my own but matt's basement workshop doesn't have anything cool to sell <laughs> yeah um, well you know what uh, just to add to that alan is sweetening the deal a little bit if you buy from him he will throw in a free hug so that, that's pretty good that is worth the trip alone <laughs> just don't tell festival about it they might get angry about throwing in too many incentives to buy the stuff there you go. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think that's about it. Let's uh let's see what Tom has to say. I do have a clip from him and a clip from Carrie that we could listen to today. Sweet. Tom's and, tips. We haven't had that in so long. Yeah, we haven't. And uh I believe both of these are safety related, so let's jump right into them. Tom's tips. That's right. I said Tom's tips. I didn't say Tom's lips. I said Tom's tips. Hello everyone. It's Tom Iovino from Tom's Workbench, and it's time for another one of Tom's Tips. Do you want to save yourself some money and worry? 
Find out what your emergency room visit deductible is and divide that amount in half. For my insurance, that comes to $50. Go to your local home improvement center and buy that value in safety glasses. Now, go back to your shop and put a pair with every tool that generates dust and wood chips. Now you will have no excuse not to wear safety glasses while woodworking, saving money on a potential emergency room visit and making your shop time safer. I went to the ER once for a wood chip in the eye. Believe me, that was one time too many. If you want to discover more clever, useful, or even somewhat coherent tips, check out my blog at tomsworkbench.com or visit the Wood Whisperer community at community.thewoodwhisperer.com. Nice tip. Check your insurance premiums, folks, and make your safety <laughs> decisions based on that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know where to start on that. No, one, actually, but... what, I mean, the, the, the heart of what he was getting at is actually very, very good. And, and I do this myself. I do... Uh, buy the big thing, and I believe we found them at Costco, of uh, safety glasses that you could buy. They're, they're basically sell the ones that you might normally put in a store on a rack and then sell uh-huh. them based you know, off of that little display thing. Uh, but there was like, I don't know, maybe 20 of them, 15 of them. You could you know, literally put them on every machine. And this way, everywhere you turn, there is always a set of safety glasses there. So you don't have to have any excuse that it wasn't nearby and you couldn't put them on. I, I, you know, I have to agree that that, that is a, a really good idea. Just I never would have thought of something like that. That just absolutely, you know, it's it's nice to have friends that are thinking in ways that I'm like, you did what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we've got another tip here, and I'm, I'm hearing complaints that the volume's too low. And uh, sorry about that. I'll try and turn it up uh, briefly for the sake of the tip, and turn it back down so that Matt doesn't blow out your eardrums. <laughs> All right, let's hear what Carrie's got to say. Being safe in the shop doesn't mean you aren't cool, aren't manly, or won't have riveting stories to share. What it does mean are the following 10 things. You can wave goodbye and people won't think you're making a rude gesture at them. You can count to 10 without removing your shoes. You won't have to quit your bowling league. Of course, there is duck pin bowling. You can still type on a keyboard without having to hunt and peck. Of course, that's providing you know how to type in the first place. You can hear your granddaughter when she says she loves you. Aww. You can hear your wife when she says, Honey, you've had a hard week. Why not spend some time in your shop? You won't have to explain to the emergency room nurses why you have a spear of curly maple protruding from your belly button. You won't soil your drawers from kickback. You can still dream of becoming a hand model. And the number one reason to be safe in the shop? You won't have to listen to your wife complain about you not being safe in the shop. There's nothing dorky about being safe. Wear your safety goggles and hearing protection. Use push sticks and the safety features that come with your tools. And don't stick anything in the blade that you don't want chopped off. Happy Woodworker Safety Week. Nice. You know, some might argue that going deaf from your power tools might be advantageous in terms of hearing feedback from your significant other. I thought the same exact thing, to be quite honest with you. Although I like the idea of waving with people, you know, not thinking that it's a rude gesture because that's how I wave to everybody. <laughs> it's Especially like, hey. Somebody, yeah, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Cut your grass. Yeah, we, we call that the Matt salute. So <laughs> nice. And, and yeah, just for the record, I'm saying other people might find it advantageous to not be able to hear their significant other. Not me. Not me. Right. And, and I same never. here. Um, I, I love hearing the constructive criticism. I mean, constructive comments that um, my, my lovely wife has for me. Yeah. See, we're good husbands. All right. Uh, let's listen to a couple of voicemails now. And this is from you guys. And well, this is quite a collection over the course of the last month. So uh, we love the feedback. We love the, the, the conversations continuing in the voicemails. So keep uh, keep calling and sending them in and we'll keep playing them. Um, See, we got the first one here from Bob, who wants to know about knobs. Uh, you know what? His name's not Bob. I just thought that sounded better with the word knob. Um, his name is Bill. <laughs> he wants to know about knobs. All right, here we go. Yes, Mark. My name is Bill. Um, what I'm calling about is I've been stumped trying to make knobs for cabinetry or small boxes. Um, I was hoping maybe you had some insight on how to make small knobs, uh, knobs of any kind, but uh, box projects have given me a hard time when it comes to 
putting the, the knobs on cabinetry and, and, and boxes. Uh, any help will be appreciated. Okay. So knobs, uh, you know, I was going to get him a bunch of articles and what I realized was everything that I found was primarily on fine woodworking. They do have mm-hmm. a couple of articles, but they're all under their paid uh, thing. So there are good resources out there uh, talking about different knobs, how to make different drawer pulls, but they were all under the membership. So I couldn't, I didn't think it would be worthwhile to link to them unless you're a member. So if you are, check that out. You could find some good stuff there. Um, but really knobs, you have to turn them, you know, or you mm-hmm. make something that's carved uh, or you make a simple drawer pull. Now, the one thing I will mention is in the past, I've, I've managed to make drawer pulls by sort of creating a flat piece of material and making multiples out of the same piece. So you're not ever working with one little teeny tiny piece uh, in your machines. You just make something that actually would produce, uh, you know, four or five of them or, or you know, you, you kind of have them nested within each other. Uh, but this way you have more uh, support for the material as you're working on these smaller parts until the very last step when you kind of cut them off. So, right. yeah, so, I mean, if there's, it's not an exact science, but you're either going to turn your knobs or you're going to figure out some way to cut them, uh, you know, if you're making a drawer pool or route them if you're making a drawer pool. So uh, I wish I had a really good answer for them or, or a good resource. So if anybody else does have a suggestion um, in the comments of, of this post, be sure and leave us a link or something like that for, uh, for Bill. Right, exactly. You know, it's funny because as soon as you mentioned the thing about fine woodworking, I thought of two articles right away. But you're right; they're in the, the paid only area, so that's not going to do him much good if he doesn't have that. But yeah, when it comes down to it, you, you hit it right in the head. There, there's not you know a lot you can do with it other than you know, as you said, I'm not going to reiterate it. Yeah. I reiterate everything. So <laughs> re- take what Mark said. Put it in my voice. I reiterated it. There yeah, and, and for the record, Matt hasn't heard these ahead of time, so I'm kind of, you know, uh, I'll, I'll try to answer them the best I can, but I don't know that Matt will even get to hear the full question by the time I uh, stop playing it. Uh, well, actually, this is going to be a new segment we're going to do, which is stump Matt, not like that's hard. <laughs> stump the Matt. Okay, uh, the next one is from Roberto, and despite the, uh, the prompting in the chat room, I will not be showing anyone my knobs. Uh, so let's listen to what Roberto has to say. Hey guys, how's it going? This is uh, Roberto from New Mexico. I have a question about a bandsaw. I have a Ryobi bandsaw, the kind you buy at Home Depot. I had it for a while, but now I have to cut metal for a non-woodworking project. I'm just wondering, can I do that with mine? And if so, I mean, I understand I have to change the the blade. Um, if I can, what blade do you recommend to cut metal? And the metal I'm going to cut is probably probably eighth inch thick. Um, I have to cut a pattern out. So let me know if this is possible or if I need a specialized bandsaw. Bye. Okay, so he's cutting metal on the bandsaw. Now, the, f- the first thing, aside from talking about the blade, I, I would recommend is uh, number one, I probably would vacuum the heck <laughs> out of the bandsaw first. I was just thinking that too. That's you, you've got to clean that out and get right into the nooks and crannies because it's going to be that really caked up sawdust is the one that I see the spark being attracted to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So definitely clean that up. Also, uh, if you have dust collection, I would turn dust collection off because the last thing you want is that little tiny uh, spark of metal to get into your dustbin and burn your house down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that with those things in place, then I would say it's probably not a, a bad idea to switch over to a bimetal blade. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the one that, uh, let's see, where's my link? The one that David Marks always recommended was Lennox uh, as, as a brand. They make a really good quality bimetal blade. Excuse me. Uh, this being sick crap is for the birds. But anyway, a great bimetal blade, and it will cut various materials. Now, they have different blades that are recommended for different types of material, and it's all laid out uh, on the website. And I will put the link up there so you can explore the different uh, options that are available to you, Roberto. Uh, right. But it's a, a Lennox blade is the one I'm going to recommend. But there are, I'm sure, tons of other brands that have uh, good quality blades. But that's the, you know, just to keep it simple, I'm going to recommend one. 
Right. No, and that makes total sense. And usually with a with a with a metal one, from what I understand, my my uncle used to use my old bandsaw for. Uh, he does a lot of automotive stuff, so he was cutting metal on it all the time. Tried to actually use my best rip saw blade once. I was about ready to f- put him through the damn thing. Uh, <laughs> but it usually you'll find these have a lot more teeth on them. And yeah, check out what the, the link that Mark has up there. I think that's probably one of the, the best ones you can go with. So. Do that, but definitely clean it out before you do. So that all you need is one spark, and the next thing you know, you will have a flaming hot bandsaw, but Mm-mm. not in the cool way. Definitely not in the cool way. All right, next voicemail is from Adam, and he's got a dust collection question. Ooh. Hey, guys, it's Adam. Ooh, um, I've got a question about dust collection. I have a uh, crappy dust collector that I got from Harbor Freight. Um, it does the job. It sucks pretty good there at the four inch level, but when I cut it down to go into like, uh, like the router table and smaller tools, the suction greatly decreases. Um, why is that? Is it because it's not a very good dust collector? Is it because I've got the decrease too far out in the line? Should I decrease closer or just what should I do? Uh, let me know guys. Thanks. Okay. I am going to let you take a crack at this first because I'm actually just going to read my answer from someone else's <laughs> website. Uh, All right. That'll give a good explanation <laughs> of it. But um, have you had experience with this where the, the suction just drops out if you try to uh, to decrease the size? Yeah, I have. And and the the one thing that he mentioned, you know, is, is the, the decrease, does that drop down too far away? And that was actually one of the problems that I did have. I had my four-inch hose or yeah, my four inch wide hose, you know, it, it could have easily gotten to the machine that I was working on, but I'm like, well, I've got this two and a half inch hose and I'm just going to, this is like four or five feet. So I'll just run it here. And now I've got all this extra length in here. And by decreasing it further away, it, it really, really dropped the suction down horribly. I mean, you can take it off like that little um, attachment that would, you know, drop it down for you. And you can feel the suction suddenly just massively increase. So one thing I always recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, oh my God, it's coming through in the internet. I'm getting your cold. <laughs> yeah, it's contagious. Watch out. <laughs> it's a whole new virus. <laughs> um, but one thing I would always recommend is if you do have a situation where you have to go to a drop down, so you can't use the four inch, you have to go like do a two and a half, get it as close as possible to the machine with the larger diameter and that will really, really help out. Um, a, a big thing that I always recommend, and I've read this like a million times, is if you have any bends or anything, uh, try to keep it so that there's no really sharp turns. I mean, think about it. If you're in a car, what's easier when you're making a turn? Like when you come to a T-stop where you have to stop and then turn, mm-hmm. or if you have a gradual curve, it's a lot easier with with the, the, the suction. So yeah. that's, that's one of the, the things I would definitely advise. Um, but other than that, yeah, uh, I, I think the fact that he mentioned it was Harbor Freight, I'm a little biased. <laughs> he's, not, he's not starting with too much, you know, horsepower to begin with. But, I mean, the bottom line is it comes down to this is just the nature of the beast. Uh, understanding how this stuff works is critical to getting the best performance out of it. Um, right. Here's a couple paragraphs that I took from Bill Pence's uh, research on uh, dust collectors and, and dust collection. He says, air at the low pressures that we use in dust collection, uh, air is much more like water and does not compress. Any obstruction, small pipe, or tight turn will kill our airflow dramatically, just like closing a water valve. This means any obstruction, small port, undersized hood, restrictive internal air pathway in a tool, a small section of hose, or restrictive duct fitting will act just like a water valve and seriously reduce the flow. And it says, uh, for instance, a one and a half horsepower dust collector, probably not all that different than what he has, uh, mm-hmm. that can move a maximum of 1100 CFM moves far less air uh, than the maximum, depending upon what size ducting we use. So this typical, let's see, a typical shop setup, a small dust collector blower only generates four inches to six inches of pressure when working. With the added overhead of our filters uh, and minimizing ducting, that pressure is only ample to move about 800 CFMs when hooked up with a short piece of six-inch flex hose. That pressure will only pull about 550 CFM when connected to a 5-inch flex hose and only about 450 CFM when hooked up to a 4-inch flex hose. So you can see basically it's a dramatic reduction. So for, for tools like that, and let's say for you know people want to run their dust collector and expect that to do uh, everything in their shop, well, for the smaller portable power tools, you really are better off with something that has 
uh, a lower volume of air, but higher velocity, higher pressure. So a shop vac or a actual dust extracting unit uh, is usually better served on those smaller things. Right. Yeah. So that's right. a little bit of information from Bill Pence. And, and uh, I can't remember exactly what is it? BillPence.com? I don't know. Uh, good dust collection information there if you want to uh, do a little bit of research. Right, definitely. Yeah, dust collection is so weird. You know, it, it, to me, it seems like one of those. Um, you, you, when you think you've got it the right way, it always seems like you have it the wrong way. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to use a, the, the properly sized hose, and I'm going to have it longer, but it's going to be narrower. No, no, no. You need it wider, but it should be shorter. And then, you know, the CFM. What do you mean? It's not. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's rated for this, but you're telling me it's not. Oh, it, it's definitely a black hole. So yeah, the more you it, get into it, I think the the tougher. It is. The more you, you start to study these numbers and you dissect everything down to, you know, down to the point of calculating your CFMs at each tool, <laughs> you know, it, it's really tough. The bottom line is get the best dust collector you can afford and try to keep that, that the, the main line a, as long as you can. Keep it without making any turns. Keep it as straight as possible. Use tapers instead of uh, abrupt changes from, you know, six inch down to four inch. Uh, taper everything and keep the pipes as wide as you can before the tool and reduce right. reduce at the last minute and that you'll basically be doing as good as you can do uh, right. without upgrading your dust collector. Oh yeah, and then there's the whole debate about whether it's uh, the flexible piping. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. We could we could be here for hours. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, we've got another voicemail here. This one is from uh, a guy named Mark, and it's not me. Hey guys, this is Mark from Sacramento. I had a question regarding building uh, drawers and specifically on milling lumber for the like the sides in the back. Um, obviously, uh, if I'm using uh, four quarter stock, um, I'm not going to use uh, four quarter for the sides in the back. So, do you typically uh, use like a bandsaw to resaw, or could a table saw be used um, to cut the uh, Cut the wood down to size so you can have uh, a thickness a half inch or a three eighth inch, whatever thickness the drawers uh, you're going to make is. So, anyways, that's my question. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Whoa. I forgot that he hit that button at the end. Um, <laughs> it sounded like Mark left that voicemail, like driving 60 miles an hour down the freeway with his head out the window. Yeah, Oprah would not like that. You should not do that. She doesn't want anybody using cell phones while they're driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but to answer his question, um, he wants to know, basically, do you resaw the wood down or do you plane it down and, and just waste it? Um, right. What do you do, Matt? Uh, I used to do the second option. I, I used to have the four quarter and then take it down and then sit there the whole time going, Number one, why do my blades dull so quickly? Number two, what am I going to do with all these shavings? And right. uh, number three, why can't I have another option? I, but now I use my bandsaw predominantly to resaw a lot of the material. Mm-hmm. One thing I do, and I, 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 a lot of people don't like this idea, um, but I don't mind this one bit. Since when I'm making drawers, typically my drawers are going to be hidden. They're hidden away. Nobody's going to see them. I don't mind using plywood for it. And specifically, I like to use more like a birch plywood, um, the, the really nice, fancy uh, birch plywood, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it, it looks really nice, number one. And number two, it is so convenient. But if I don't have an option to go for the plywood, I, I prefer to resaw on the bandsaw. Okay. Yeah. Now, that would be the good answer. And I'm not going to give the good answer because I usually am a little bit. I don't know whether it's laziness so much as I just know creating that piece of scrap. Like mm-hmm. if you think about it, let's say you need to you need to trim a, a quarter inch off, you're going to resaw it and you're probably going to wind up maybe with a usable piece that's an eighth, you know, or maybe a little bit proud of an eighth uh, when it's all said and done. It's like I don't know why, but I guess I just don't want that piece of eighth inch material laying around the shop. So, <laughs> so I just I just plane it down, and that's it's a little bit wasteful. But that's just being honest. That's that's how I handle it. So two different perspectives there, and really I can't say there's any one right way. But I, I think if you have the bandsaw and you can resaw it, I think that's probably the the better thing to do. I just don't do it. Right. Well, you know, he did bring up the the other option of the uh, using a table saw, but a lot of times, depending on what what it is you're building, 
um, a, a table saw just is not going to come up high enough to be doing the resawing, then you're going to have the issue of waste, which you might as well go to the planer. And then uh, in number three, I think with that also, it's not very safe to do, to be quite honest with you. I've, I've done it before, and the whole time um, I needed to go change my drawers at the end of it because they, they were pretty <laughs> – it was pretty scary, but – yeah, I'm not yeah. above planing that baby down. Um, I, I I would do that, but I prefer the bandsaw because I don't like being that much wasteful anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, you're waster. right. You should. You're a waster. I am a waster. I am a terrible, terrible waster. Okay, what do we have here? So actually, believe it or not, that does it for the, the voicemails that we have to, uh, to address. So I'm going to play now just for the folks in the chat room to get the benefit of hearing it. This will be at the end of the uh, audio, uh, the recorded version as well. Uh, I'm going to play some of the voicemails that we had left. There are three of them here, okay. and one of them is from our buddy Shannon, and let's uh, let's listen to that one. Oh, you know okay. what? Before we do that, there was a voicemail specifically for Matt, and uh, I, th- I figured I'd play this for you now, and Uh-oh. you can address it if you want to. Okay. Importante mensaje para nuestros clientes. Queremos informarte que tu número móvil es el único ganador de nuestro sorteo mensual. I don't know what that was, but that was in our voicemail today. I figured it must be for Matt. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to address that one off air. That's my my Tia, and she needs help getting across the fence. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Anybody who speaks Spanish want to tell you tell us what that person said? Uh, because I don't know. Okay, now let's let's go to somebody who does speak English and is calling us concerning woodworking. Hey guys, it's your friendly Renaissance woodworker here, Shannon Rogers. Just listen to your latest Wood Talk Online and your discussion about you know, at what point do you say this isn't fun anymore and you switch over to the power tool. And as a, well, let's not fight it anymore. I've slipped down the slope into gluteum and I'm pretty much doing everything by hand these days. But, you know, I will turn around and flip on my power tools when necessary. I think ultimately with the hand tool side, it comes down to using best tool for the right job. And and Mark, I know I was watching your guild videos and, and certainly watching you get a little frustrated in cutting that cross grain rabbit. And and ultimately, you know, there there's a better way of, of doing that process and that's called the back saw and a chisel. And you know, when you look at historical research, you look at diaries of cabinet makers and price lists and things like that. It all came down to truly time is money. These guys were cranking out furniture a lot faster, actually, than a lot of us modern-day woodworkers. So you have to imagine that they weren't, you know, doing these tedious-type tasks. They had a tool that did it better. I think what modern power tools have done for us is allow a lot more versatility. We can set up our tools in different ways. We can, you know, with simple things like a router, we can add multiple profiles, multiple bits, do multiple operations with a simple setup and great repeatability. With hand tools, you know, repeatability is a little bit harder. It becomes a skill thing to get that perfect repeatable cut. But ultimately, if you're working with a hand tool and you're finding that this is just taking forever, maybe you need a better hand tool. Maybe you don't have all the right hand tools. Just my 10 cents, 20 cents, however many cents it is. You need a lot of cents to buy the right number of hand tools. You guys. I think that was about 50 cents and the bill is on its way, Shannon. (laughs) <laughs> a buck fifty is more like it. Yeah, uh, good points though. Really excellent points, and uh, I see a lot of nods of uh, agreement. I think so in the chat room, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think they're more amazed that Shannon has power tools. Yeah. Seems to be uh, quite uh, quite a few of them. And trying to figure out whether he actually ever plugs them in. Uh, right. He just take what he does is he takes his router and he just kind of rubs it back and forth on the wood really quickly. Yeah, he's using a lot of them to hold down his glue joints as he's getting them. Okay, there we go. That one's good. And I'm going to set this over there. Yep. All right. We got another voicemail here from John, who apparently loves his jointer thanks to uh, our advice. Oh, sweet. Hey Mark, Mark and Matt. Uh, this is this is more for Matt. This is John from Ohio. Um, I had been emailing Mark, and Mark talked me into what well, didn't talk me into it. I was just tired of uh, the Delta bench top joiner that I had, the six inch, I don't know, like twelve inch bed or whatever I had. But I took that back, got my money back, and bought a Jet six inch joiner with a forty eight inch bed off of Craigslist for 150 bucks, And, man, I just want to thank you. I rehabbed this thing, and the, the confidence boost that it gave me was just 
just amazing group. I, I can't even explain it. I mean, <laughs> I'm in love with the joiner. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for taking your time out to do this podcast and help all us nobody's out. So I appreciate it. You guys keep up the good work. That man is in love with hey, his Mark. jointer. Whoops, let's it, not hear that it, again. Okay. <laughs> it, it, you can tell it's in his voice. When it's love, it's love at first sight. So absolutely, I love my new saw. <laughs> Your table I saw? Lo- I love lamp. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very excited about that tool. And, uh, you know... It's like they say, you know, it's okay to to love your tools. Just don't love your tools, <laughs> right? That's good. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. But you know, at the beginning of his his uh, his voicemail there, it actually uh, kind of reminded me of that scene from Mr. Mom. So, what did you use? I used like a 22 or 23 or 45 or whatever got the job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very, 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 very cool to. Uh, yeah, well, it reminds me of what that what Carrie said, right? She said, "Don't don't put anything near the tool that you don't want cut off." Uh, okay, I'm not going to dwell on that too long. Let's go to Tony, and this is our our final uh, voicemail here. Okay. Hey, Mark and Matt, this is um, Tony V from Tony's Woodshop Blog. Hey, Tony. Um, I was listening to your episode where you were discussing the the Sawstop lawsuit, and uh, while I can't believe that I'm replying to you guys about a, uh, a saw stop thread. Um, I just want to say that I'm one of those guys that uh, responded to that um, survey that Popular Woodworking posted. And uh, I'm one of the 62.5% that, uh, that injured themselves and on a table saw and didn't have any safety equipment on. The thing that I wanted to say is that um, in my particular case, it was a non-through cut, so I had no choice but to remove the splitter and the guard. Um, and other than that, it was completely user error, so I can't blame anybody, but uh, just wanted to to, say, to add that to the discussion. So take it easy, guys. See you around. Cool. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for the, the heads up. He's got a good point there. If uh, you're doing a non-through cut, there really is no option you can't put safety you know uh, uh, uh what do you call it uh, guard on there at right. all because you just you can't physically do it with the guard in place so um i guess you could have a feather board or something like that but that's always not really you you, you can't always do that so uh, right it does bring up a good point there right and, and that's a situation where anytime you're stepping up to your tools no matter which one it is you always have to kind of think about how it's going to go so that's where to really let your imagination kick in and what's my worst case scenario oh yeah i could lose this so let's let's figure out what's the best way to hook this up so yeah. yep and they're they're asking they're asking for roberto we're getting chance in the uh the chat room about it um we did have a roberto question he asked about the metal cutting on the bandsaw but it's almost as if you guys knew that Roberto was ready for an encore performance. And he actually does have another question that I almost <laughs> forgot to play. Excellent. <laughs> and, and I don't really have an answer. So this is a good one for the chat room and for anybody after the fact. Hey, guys, what's up? This is uh, Roberto calling from New Mexico. I want to know if you guys would know if there are any kind of uh, hinge that is, uh, let me explain. You know how regular hinges are like one pivot point and two metal Hasps, hasps, let's say. Is there such a thing as one that has two pivot points and three hasps, kind of like a folding uh, security screen? Uh, I, I need one that's, I don't know, one or two inches thick. I just want to know if there's anything like that, a kind of a uh, triple hinge. Let me know if there is. Thanks. Okay, triple hinge, Dealey. I looked around. I couldn't find anything. I know what he's talking about. Uh, but I, I haven't seen anything like this. So if anybody, yeah, basically something like a folding screen hinge, but it would be, yeah, basically is going to be able to fold three times. So if anybody has any links or anything for that, uh, send them to us or put them in the uh, comments section for this. So we could help, uh, our good buddy Roberto out who it seems like every time he calls the pronunciation of his name gets more and more ethnic. Did you notice that? <laughs> it does. He's, he's got a role in there that I would kill to have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he started out with uh, Roberto, and then it went to Roberto, and then it's... <laughs> it's barely even a word anymore. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's right in the middle of it too. He's got it exactly where I could never put it. So that he's got more rolls than my stomach does. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you check out the the Lee Valley um, uh, hardware section? Because they've they've got a lot of funky stuff in there. I I can picture what he's talking about. Uh, that's one I might suggest, but. Other than that, um, I'm totally unhinged when it comes to this answer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find anything. I looked, and okay. that's that's it. Um, okay. Well, I think that is it. And what else? Nope, that's it. We're done. Uh, wow. So we've done enough damage for a whole new show. Obviously, it got to a, got off to a rocky start there at the beginning. Um, again, I totally apologize to Rick uh, for saying, hey, you know our good buddy, you know. The one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyway, so if you if you've heard something today, you have a voicemail, you want to answer a question, you have a question you want answered, all that good stuff. You know how to get a hold of us. You can either drop us an email at woodtalkonline at gmail.com or you can pick up the phone and leave a voicemail like everybody has done so nicely today. 623-242-2450. Of course, we will have all this information in the show notes to make it that much easier for you to get a hold of us one way or the other. And with that said, mm-hmm. I think I need a rest after this, man. A whole month or so off and then now we're back and woo. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I think I, I uh, deserve a, a nice dinner to, and, and to wash it down with a Theraflu and uh, maybe go take a <laughs> bath or something and uh, get rid of the rest of the phlegm that's in my nose. Um, you know, we, we did mention before, and I want to bring it up again, the possibility of us doing a very regular schedule. Um, right. wh- what what do you think about that? You think we can try to commit to every two weeks and just throw it on the calendar and come hell or high water, you and I will be doing this show. Do you think we should you try know, that? I, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot for you, the audience, you, <laughs> the people we love and adore the, and want to be. 47 people study. in the chat room. <laughs> oh, we're up to 47 now. Cool. 47. Yep. Yep. That's our big number. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give it a shot, right? I mean, what can it hurt? The, the least right. we can do is just not do it like we always do. <laughs> exactly. Or we could just come on. We could, listen, we could do a five minute teaser and be like, look, we, we're here. Where are you? Yeah. And we'll just go back. So I, I say, let's let's go for it. Let let's let, let's throw caution to the wind, um, and and say let's do it. I will do it then. I'll put it in the calendar, and hopefully we will be able to do this on a, a more regular basis. So sounds good. Okay, thanks to the chat room, everybody for hanging out with us, and everybody who listens at home or on your commute or on the toilet, wherever you happen to listen to it. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. Tootie loo.